Thank you so much for joining Spazzing Out. We have so much we have to talk about today. So many important topics that we must cover. But before we get to any of that, as usual, one of the topics that I need to talk about today is the spilt milk for me, but it's spilt milk for all of my listeners and for any man that lives in the Northeast or any man that actually lives in an area where it gets cold. We're talking about the heat. We're going to get to that. I have a major problem with when... I'm, you know what? I'm going to tell you when it's acceptable to turn your heat on. I will tell you when it's acceptable to turn your heat on and it should not be put on before then. Elsewise, you waste a ton of money. Before we get to that, this is America's podcast. Spazzing out, it's your podcast. What I need you to do is if you're watching on Facebook, when we do the podcast five times a week, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we're also on YouTube. If you're watching on Facebook, share this right now. Share the feed. Like my page. Follow me on Facebook. If you like watching on Twitter, follow me on Twitter. Retweet this. Send to other people. Say, hey, America's podcast is being recorded right now. If you're on YouTube, do the same. Subscribe. Tell everybody about it. Of course, if you're just listening in the car, it's Monday, right? Well, today's Sunday, but you're listening now and it's Monday, which most of you do listen. Some uh, 500 uh, to 600 downloads a day or streams as, as they are now. You're listening in your car when you're on your ride to work or at some point. Um, so subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast. I need you to do it. Go to, if you're on Google, all right, yeah, let, let's let's break it down. Go to anthonypaziali.com. There's a whole bunch of links there where you can find to subscribe. Or you can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, uh, Spotify. And now, now you can ask Alexa to listen to my podcast. All you have to do is say, say Alexa, play Spazzing Out. And you have to say the whole thing. Play Spazzing Out. America's podcast. If you don't say the whole thing, they play some other uh, podcast by some other person that's not me. It's a lady. And it's not nearly as good as my podcast because I listened to some of it. And I was like, get this crap off. I listened to myself today all day on Alexa. Bro, I listened to it while I was in the shower. I listened to it while I was riding the Peloton. Great day for me today, though, by the way. No one's been home all day long. Kids are gone. Arian went home early. My daughter's at the zoo, uh, which is probably where she belongs because she's a fucking animal. Uh, my daughter's at the zoo with my brother Mike and my brother Jamie. She's with her uncles today and her and her uh, other cousins. My brother has three daughters, so they're all having a good time today. <clears throat> all right, here are the things we're going to cover uh, on today's podcast. Listen, I'm going to tell you this, guys, right now. I 100% am going to talk about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And look, we get big loss to the country. There's no doubt. She was an amazing justice of the. Uh, I was gonna say justice of the peace, as if she married, as if she, as if she went out and she did weddings, bro. She was phenomenal at doing weddings. Supreme Court justice. She was on the bench for for almost thirty years, nominated by Bill Clinton. I, I'm I'm not here to pick on her whether or not she was a good justice or whether or not you didn't like her. Uh, what I want to do is I want to break down the process as to how the next justice is picked and get in a little bit uh, uh, into that topic because I feel like it's my responsibility as a, as the host of America's podcast from time to time to get away from funny topics or, or bitching and yelling and screaming and to break things down so that you know. So I, I try to simplify simplify government. I try to make it real easy for people to understand because government is confusing 
So I take the time. I've, I mean, I already knew the process because I love politics, but and I love the Constitution. So I, I already knew the process, but I want to break it down, make it simple for you guys so you understand how the process is done and what you can expect coming forward. I, I'm not getting into politics in terms of who should be the next pick, who's qualified to do it. I don't care about that crap right now. I just want to explain to you how it works. But before we get to that, I have a new segment that I need your help naming. There's a new segment on this program, and it has to do with remote classes. Everybody is dealing with homeschooling and remote classes, and there's a lot of crazy stuff going on, and teachers seeing all sorts of crazy crap at people's homes. So it made me think that anytime there is remote classing going on, and there's a story in the news, I'll do this segment. I don't know what to call it. It's regarding remote classes, so do I call it remote asses, or do I call it remote classless? Remote classless, or remote asses? And then I will do the story in the news that has to deal with said remote ass or remote classless person. I have a story that we're going to get to on that topic. I'm going to move on from that because I want to give you guys an opportunity to chime in and voice in what you think it should be called. Should the new segment be called Remote Asses or Remote Classless? Meaning they are classless people or they are asses. Either way, you get to decide. I like doing that stuff with you guys. It's your podcast. I'll let you name the segments. I'll come up with a couple ideas. And if you, whichever one you want, we'll go with. I, I don't really care. All right. Heat. I, it has been cold. It was absolutely cold today. It was cold. People in my house attempted a mortal sin to try to turn on the heat in my house. Let me tell you this right now, bro. First off, that don't even think. I'm going to give you the rules of heat. Do not even think. Don't even consider. Don't even. It, it shouldn't even pop into your head to turn the heat on until at least November. Fuck waiting until the election, to, uh, until after the election to vote for or, or, or to uh, pick a new Supreme Court justice. Don't turn the fucking heat on until after the election. No effing way should you be putting the heat on in September, in October. I don't care how cold it gets. It will be hot at high noon, bro. No problem. It might get cold at night. It's called a long sleeve shirt. It's called a hoodie. It's called a blanket. Break out the snuggie. Put on some layers. It is fall. It is not winter. As a matter of fact, November isn't even the fucking winter. If I had it my way, heat wouldn't go on until December. But I understand I have to compromise. I meet the family halfway. I say, all right, look, November is acceptable. Personally, I'm a after Thanksgiving type of guy. I'm like, hey, look, it ain't going to get below freezing until after Thanksgiving. The pipes aren't going to go. Put on some layers. Let's save some money. Currently, this is what I love about the summer, bro. My gas bill, my, my you know, the gas, because I have gas heat. My gas heat bill, it's like 15 bucks a month right now because it's the summertime. Because it's, is it officially fall? What, what is today? What time? Is it, is it officially fall? Are we at the 21st yet? I, I really don't know. I think it's the 20th. Might be the 21st. I don't I think it's the 20th. So it's not even fall yet. And you guys are putting on heat. I see people on Facebook putting on the heat. I see people on Twitter putting on the heat. Instagram. Don't put the heat on. Do not put the heat. What the hell is your problem? Save money. I want you guys to think about it like this. If for your entire lifetime, you didn't turn the heat on until November, 
you would save at least $100 a year. Over 10 years, you would save $1,000. Do not turn. Someone said falls the 22nd. All right, great. Do not. I, there is no effing reason whatsoever for you to turn the heat on in September. Someone tried, my, my son was the one who tried to commit the mortal sin. He came upstairs like, Dad, I'm cold. I'm going to turn on the heat. I, bro, I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, wah, wah. I, 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 for a second there, I was going to change his last name. I was like, wait a second, bro. You're, you're not a Paziali if you think you're going to turn the heat on. Let me tell you how we grew up. Let me tell you what my father had us do. Turn the heat on. Are you kidding me? That's insane. It's insanity. Get your hoodie Get your long sleeve, get your long johns, get your pants on, put some fucking socks on. No heat until November. I don't know if that's... And November is early. I think it's no heat until December. I think Stan Pazzioli was a staunch no heat until after Thanksgiving. Didn't give a crap if you were freezing your balls off. And I'm, let me tell you something, bro. I froze. Where I, My dad had a... My, my dad's house... Three floors. The third floor was the attic, but it was a walk-up attic that had two bedrooms in it. No heat. No heat. No insulation. Breezy windows. It was mad cold up there. I slept up there for years without heat. No heat. Not like in the winter. In the dead winter, I'd be up there like... I didn't want to sleep. My dad would be like, all right, well, if you want to be warm, you go sleep on the couch. If you want to be warm, you go sleep with one of your brothers. Nope. I slept upstairs in the attic. Nobody else had the nuts to sleep up there. I, it was like the frozen fucking tundra. Heat absolutely does not go on until at least November. So I, I, I say here on America's podcast that we're not, that we're, we're going to forget about when we're not going to forget about nominating someone for the Supreme Court, but what we're, what we're going to go with our thing is no heat until after the election, no heat until after November 3rd. We go out, we vote, and then after we vote, we come home and we turn the heat on. I probably won't turn the heat on until December. I wait, my house is well insulated, it, it gets very warm in this house. Uh, I try to save money, it's not that cold. If it gets to like 30 degrees, yeah, man. If it gets like, I would say this, if inside the house the thermostat drops into the 40s, probably turn the heat on. But that's not happening now. It's not happening in fall. It's not even fucking fall yet. It's still summer. We still haven't had Indian summer. Remember that, that you know, the, the Indian, you, can you call it Indian summer anymore? You know, that stretch where you get like 80 degree weather for one week and, and, in October, and it feels fantastic, and everybody feels great, you certainly do not turn the heat on until then. And anybody that does it, you're a pussy. See, honestly, it's like, a, it's like man code that the heat doesn't go on until winter. Everyone grew up like it. Everybody up here in the Northeast, honestly, I would say, what are you, not from New England? If, if even, like, there are dudes like, uh, I bet you Kaylee's dad... I guarantee you Steve Lombardo never turns the heat on. I bet you this dude didn't turn the goddamn heat on. He probably went the whole entire winter without putting the heat on. These Italian guys like Steve Lombardo, Kaylee's dad, and my father, Stan Pazzioli, they wanted to save money. They weren't trying to turn the heat off because they care. Because trust me, they didn't care about climate control. They didn't give a crap about global warming. They cared about their wallet. Say, I don't want to spend this money. Go freeze your balls off or go get some wood and start a fire out in the fucking backyard. So, no heat on this program, on America's podcast, 
we will not be turning, we will not be violating the sanctity of wasting heat and money until at least November, until at least we've elected a new president. Yeah, oh shit, don't want to say that. Or either we've re-elected our president. You all know I support Trump. We either re-elect uh, until after we re-elect Trump, no heat. And then if Biden gets elected, fucking no heat because we're all going to be broke and poor. And well, actually, we'll have tons of heat if Biden gets elected because heat will be free and he will provide it for everyone to make sure that we all have heat. So if, if Biden gets elected, turn the fucking heat right up because it's going to be free. There. No heat, man. Ghetto fight. Absolutely. Absolutely. No heat. All right. Let's bump on from that. Uh, have you guys decided... Uh, I, I'm just going to fucking go with, with... You know what? Until you guys give me something, I have a new segment for the program, and it has to do, deal with remote learning. Remote classes. And I'm going to call the segment, affectionately, Remote Asses. There are a shit ton of remote asses in the news. There are a bunch of stories in the news regarding teachers and what they have seen from people at home. I want you to understand, if you don't have any kids, what, what's happening at home is it, you, you're basically having Zoom meetings, Zoom meetings with, with, teacher, with a classroom. So you have your five-year-old daughter or, or older, you know, you get your kindergarten and up, and they're all sitting in front of a computer, and so, and you, can, you have a window into everybody's house. They get to see in your house, and then you see all the other kids in the class, their house, and the teacher is at school. What is happening... And, and and it's all over the news. Listen, in Taunton, get this one. In, listen to this remote ass. In Taunton, a five-year-old or a second grader's class is going on. And the second grader has an older sibling. And the older sibling pops in. So you got like 15 kids. You have the teacher who can't. Most of these teachers, uh, the, the older teachers can't fucking figure out how to, how to block something out quick enough to, to make it go away. So... In Taunton, the, a five-year-old class is going on. They're doing their Zoom classroom. In trots the older sibling, yelling, swearing, telling like he's dropping f bombs, and I drop f bombs all the time. So now the teacher's like, "Oh, oh my God!" The, the kids in there like, "Fuck this! Fuck that! Fuck you!" So the teacher's telling the other kids, "Okay, hold on, I gotta, I gotta block out this this person's class. She can't figure out how to block out and mute the 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 kids Zoom from her end." Which is very simple to do. You just hit the fucking mute button on his thing. Done. She couldn't figure it out. So now she starts telling the kid, please stop swearing. We're, we're having a class. Please stop. So the kid who, who's, so here's the second grader. And then behind the second grader, the kid fucking pulls his pants down. And put and one shows his, his fucking dick to the class and then bends over and slaps his ass. This is, of course, you know, you don't get to see that video. You're, you're having other parents explain to what hap- what's happening. And finally, they figure it out. They get it. They get it all gone. I think it's it's hilarious. What's funny about stories like this is what did you think was gonna happen? People are different at home. I don't know about you, but when I'm home, I'm. I'll give you guys an example. When I'm doing America's podcast, I have a T-shirt on. Sometimes I don't wear it, but for the most part, I have a T-shirt on. I have my shorts on. I'm wearing clothes. I'm fully clothed. The second this thing's off. I'm in my underwear. I'm right down to my undies. Undies and flip-flops. I'm wearing boxer briefs. I always wear boxer briefs. Boxer, not fucking boxes, not tidy whities Boxer briefs. Bo- I, I got my box of fruit of the loom. I oh, know. What do I have? Hold on. Hanes. Hanes. So I have, I have Hanes boxer briefs. 
And that's it. I'll wear it all day long. All day long. All fucking day. I'm in my underwear. What do you think people do at home? There is a report out of Florida that a teacher saying that, that she's seeing parents shirtless. She saw a dad drinking a beer. She reported a dad drinking a beer behind his fifth grader at 11 a.m. She was horrified that dad was drinking a beer. Another teacher reported that she saw big joints. She saw parents smoking big kid. Imagine you're fucking fishbowling while you, you lit. I don't smoke weed, right? But. I certainly drink, and I drink around my kids. I mean, that's who cares? It is what it is, dude. Could you imagine you're you're like a, a you know a sixty year old or or a seventy year old t- English teacher, and you're trying you're sitting there talking to the kids, and I don't know, you guys are talking. I don't know what fifth graders do for class. I, maybe whatever whatever book they're reading, Huck Finn, and the teacher's like, oh, 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 is that a blunt? They got someone, some dude in the background. Is she said that the, the, the this is what she said? Quote: The big joint was the size of a cigar. So you got people back there. They're like your kids. <laughs> I'm just dying thinking about it, right? Because I don't know if people smoke like this anymore. But <laughs> I can imagine. Because I seen it as a kid. I can imagine you sitting there. You're trying to do your your English work or you're trying to do your homework, and then you just see in the background. You know, like you just see like you know, like the way the old folks smoke. They go, they take that big deep breath, and then and then can they like hold it for like forever? You could see in the back. So there's little Johnny. He's sitting in front of the front of the computer, and the teacher. Years past, the teacher's like, man, this kid Johnny's real fucked up. And now they get a glimpse into his home life and mom and dad are in the background and they're hitting the mega, the big, the big joint. They're hitting the cigar sized blunt and they're back there going. (laughs) Now, I don't know if people smoke like that anymore. I remember as a kid, as a kid, I remember seeing adults smoke weed and they used to, they used to have a roach clip and they'd have like a little, little roach going and they're going. Oh, kid, I would crack me up. And they'd hold it for, like, imagine, like, you're holding your breath underwater. They would hold it, and then they would cough. (coughs) And then they would let out the smoke. And the whole room would be covered in smoke. So now I imagine a a young kid sitting there. I I, I imagine a young kid sitting there trying to get through his school day. And mom and dad are behind them ripping bong shot, ripping bongs or, or hitting blunts or cutting up their weed. And another guy's back there. I mean, two people are, they're getting drunk while their kids are there. But what did you expect? What did these people expect? This segment is called Remote Asses. This is this on, on Spazzing Out America's podcast. When a story in the news comes up that talks about the things that a teachers are shocked of that they've seen on during Zoom class, we're going to talk about it and we're calling it remote asses instead of remote classes. Um, I just, I get it. So I remember the, um, last week was Presley's first. Presley's had two days of school now and I was home for the first day of remote class. And I remember... I, Kaylee had to tell me, she's like, Aunt, you got to put some clothes on. And I was like, for what? She's like, because they're going to be zooming and they're going to see everything. I was like, oh, that's right. So I put some clothes on. And then I'm in the kitchen at one point. And I forgot 
that they were on. And I was like, Kaylee, what the... I, I said, like, I was looking for something. I go, where the fuck did you put... And I yelled at her. I go, where the fuck did you put whatever? And she's like, eh, eh, they're on. They're on. And I was like, oh. So you forget. And now you're getting a nice little view into what some people's lives are like. And there are a lot of kids that going to school is all they had. Now teachers are getting a look into the class, look into people's homes. This is, listen, you know your parents are fucked up if they're doing it, if they don't even take the second to clean. Like, literally, the, it's not like you could see much off of Zoom. You can you could set your kid up in a little area where nobody could see anything. You could set your kid up. It's kind of like spazzing out. Right here, for spazzing out, I got the backdrop. You don't know what the fuck's behind here. You used to until until Brad Sullivan bought me this. Thanks, Brad. I appreciate it. But you don't know what's behind me. You could set your kid up like this and you'd have no clue what's behind me. That's how you... That, that should be an immediate alert to the authorities that if the parents can't even fucking set up something to hide it, right? You, you're not even... You're not even trying to hide it. It's like when I was a kid and DS, uh, DSS would come to the house to come and check up on my dad. At least my dad tried to fucking, my dad, well, my dad had a clean house, but he, like, there'd be food in the cabinet. My father, and we never had fucking food. We had food. Shit. If DSS came like the day before they come in, they'd be like, damn, how do your kids eat? He's my, Shit, if DSS was coming, my father might either have turned the heat on and been like, fuck, I gotta turn the heat on because these motherfuckers are coming. At least, hide it. You have like, the teacher can see that you're sitting there getting ripped. Hide it. And that should be a flag right then and there. If the parents don't care enough to hide the fact that they're bums, they're truly bums. If you don't give a crap enough to hide it for the school day, you can't clean up, you can't make the house look a little bit better, you can't refrain from getting drunk, <laughs> like, you gotta drink a beer right behind your kid's school, you gotta smoke a blunt right there, if you don't care enough to do that off camera, please, I, I'm begging, someone go over and take the kid out of there, for the love of God, if they don't care enough to hide it, if you don't have a, you can't put enough effort in to hide the fact that you're a scumbag. It's it, beyond me. It's you, this is what we're dealing with. With this is why it's remote asses. It's a bunch. It's it's ridiculous, and the teachers are blown away, which is even funnier to me. Because I'm like, what did you think happens at home? What you think, like my son Narium, he goes to school, and he's like, oh, your son's such a good kid. I'm like, yeah, you should see this little fucker at home. He's not a good. He's a little punk. But when you go to school, the kids go, they pretend, they act nice, they shut up, they sit there, they're like, mm, yep, let's wait for the day to get over. They don't tell the teacher to fuck off. They come home and, they, and their, their bedroom gets ripped apart. They don't clean up shit. They don't clean up after themselves. They're savages. And now you're getting a little glimpse into what the savages look like and how they live and how they can't pay attention. Dogs are barking in the background. Parents are getting high and drinking beers and nobody there goes dad walking by in his fucking boxes. Little kids whipping out their dicks and mooning the screen. That's what you get at home. And here's the funny part. When I, when I heard the story in Taunton, I was like, that's me. That's 100%. That 100% would have happened in the Paziali household. I guarantee you, my dad had five boys. All of us were in school at the same time. All of us. So you would have had from first grade 
up to a senior in high school, right? My brother Stan, we were all in school at some point at the same time. Could you imagine five Zoom classes going on back in the day at my house, bro? Forget it. Me and my brothers would have ripped. First off, we couldn't even be in the same room together. And I 100%, 100% would have gone into in behind my brother Mike Zoom and been like, ooh, ooh, done something crazy, stupid. And if that didn't work, dude, I totally would have mooned. I 100% would have did a, man lo- a, a, a moon landing with my ass to the screen. 100% would have done it. Of course, boy, my dad got pissed. Yeah, he would have beat the shit out of me. Would that have stopped me from doing it? Absolutely not. I was that kid. I would have done it. And then I would have did it to Mike. And then Mike would have came after me. We'd be fighting. And the teacher would just be sitting there being like, the fuck? What, what's going on at the Paziali household? And there's nothing my dad could do about it except beat us up. But after, for what? He'd hit me and I'd be like, please, guy, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to do it every fucking day until the school year's over. They got to go to school. They can't do it at home. There's too many distractions. There's too much crap going on at home. I'm that kid. I'm, when I was in class, I was that kid. I used to be the kid in school. I'd sit there in the back of the room, bro. I would make a, I would make noises for like a half hour straight. I'd just sit in class and go, Ooh. I would do it the whole fucking class. Teacher would just have to sit there and deal with it. I would go like back and forth. I'd go, then the teacher told me to go out in the hallway. She's like, Mr. Paziali, get out in the hallway. And then I'd run in the hallway, and I and, and you'd hear me running. And I'd slap. You know how the uh in most schools they had the doorways? And you 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 had the little glass in between the ceiling and where the doorway frame was, dude. I'd run down, blah, 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 slap it, shh, run back as fast as I could. Sit there, the teacher would be like, look at me like, I know you did that. I'm like, nah, no, nah, no, nah, it wasn't me. It was some other kids. She'd go back in. i wait. I'd run down the hallway. I'd do it again. And then finally, she'd be like, you know, just get back in here. And then I'd get back in there, and I'd be like, forget it. Homeschooling, kid? Are you kidding me? It doesn't work. It's tough. It, they're going to have to let all these kids pass. It's, it's super distracting. Here's, here's what you get with, with, with remote asses. You got kids at different homes that are problem kids. They can't pay attention at home and they rule the roost. Is that what they say? Or they run? I don't know. They run the show at their parents' houses and their parents are morons in general. So you got mom and dad getting high in the background. You got a kid that can't pay attention. It's even worse if they have a sibling. Because in Presley's class, there's a set of twins. Is that what you do? You call them a set of twins or you just call them twins? There's twins and these two just fuck with each other the whole time. So they're messing with each other. Then you got the Spanish family. There's like three of them, they can't understand a fucking word the teacher's saying, and the teacher's gonna call in the, the lady, the, the interpreter, to explain. To, to, to it's hilarious, dude. You got fucking no habla inglés going. You got two fucking, two twins beating each other up. And then Presley can't even pay attention. My daughter's just like me. She sits there. She rocks the whole time, back and forth. And she's like, what's going on? It's, it's bonkers, dude. It's absolutely, it's insane. It's insane. And then other people, other parents can't, they, they're done, they don't even care. The other parents just are like, you know what, fuck it. This one lady, another, a teacher reported that there was a, a, a braless mom. <laughs> just put a fucking 
bra on. Like, come on. Have a little respect for your kids. You can't have all well, there's other people watching. Pretend this is what's fucked up. Mom and dad to try harder to look good when they're doing when they're going Facebook Live or when, when they're on Instagram and they're taking selfies of themselves than they do while their kids in Zoom class. <laughs> Little Johnny's sitting in Zoom. He's there, and the teacher's, you know, reading a story to them about the alphabet. You got A, B, C, D, and mom and dad. Dad's doing shots in the background. You hear, <coughs> they're ripping joint hits. <laughs> I can't, dude. I'm just trying to, you have to understand, I'm sitting there, and, I, and, I, and I'm trying to think of the people I went to school with, right? The kids I went to school with. They, they could never fucking do remote. Dude, Paul McElhenney, my fucking laugh, um, Gavi, these dudes could never, ever, ever. Uh, Mike Reardon, dude, are you kidding me? This dude would fucking play the drums on a desk with his pencils. Paul Pantolano, forget it, kid. This kid, Lano, could never. There's no way in hell I could ever see Lano sitting in front. I mean, I could now because he's an accomplished adult, but... As a kid, never in a million years could I imagine me or John or John Laverty, Jeff Garvey, John Newman, Steve Rogers, Gary Late, fucking Gary Layton, no fucking way. My brother Mike, I think I said Gav, McElhenney, Reardon, um, I, I'm just trying to go down the line of kids that could not sit there. It's like, dude, <laughs> me and this kid, Adam Cologne, used to fuck around with this dude, Burt Garrity. Hardcore. There is no way we could do remote learning. Not in a million effing years. Never. It could never happen. And I was, I, I know it. Bro, when I was in junior high, I spent, I, I, I had detention every day for a year. I literally had to walk home because the bus would take you home. So if you, did, if you had detention, then you were fucked and you had to walk home. I had to walk home for a year straight when I was in eighth grade. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? None of these dudes. My eighth grade class was so bad that they canceled the uh, at the Joyce. They can they canceled they canceled the trip to D.C. because they didn't trust us. They were like these kids are animals. You fucking get out of here, dude. We had a we had a we had a girl that beat up a teacher. I can't think of her name. Oh man, what was that? I know some kids I went to high school with. Man, she, she beat the shit out of a teacher. Never. So what I'm just, I'm not saying any of this stuff's right. All I'm telling you is kids are difficult. They're really difficult. And it doesn't help if mom and dad, or at least you know why they're difficult. Because mom and dad are in the background getting high. And mom and dad are in the background getting fucked up. And they can't even not do it while the kids are Zooming. So while the kids are doing their Zoom class, their remote class, the parents are being remote asses. And we'll continue to update you on stories on that. It's just pretty funny. All right. Let's move on from that. Let's get to, uh, oh, we got to talk real quick. Go to my, ah, God, it's killing me. Go to um, my Facebook or my Instagram or my YouTube. And I haven't watched a single baseball game all season. I despise baseball. I find it very boring. Now, I like going to baseball games. I enjoy the social aspect at being at Fenway. I enjoy that. Go there, have some beers, have a good time. That is cool. But actually, it's like going to a bar. When you go to Fenway, it's like going to a bar, but you got a baseball game going on behind you. I could care less about the game. I just like the fact of drinking for five hours straight 
It's fun to me. But at home, I can't watch baseball. Baseball's boring. It, it literally, I could fall asleep watching a baseball game. But I was compelled to turn into the Red Sox today because I'm on Twitter all the time. And as soon as this video popped up, it, you know, because it pops up pretty quick, there was a guy who snuck into Fenway. I posted the video on my uh, Instagram and I posted it on my Facebook and on my Twitter. All that spaz WAF. You got it. I don't know what the hell he was doing, and I can't wait to find out more info. He was, you know, up there saying something about don't forget 9-11 and don't forget the Boston bombings. So he had some kind of a, a something he was trying to remind us of. So he's probably trying to do a good thing. I don't know. But they, they, they the guy was like up on the green monster. You have to check out the video. It stopped the whole game. The whole game, they completely shut down the game. He threw a bunch of hats out on, on, on the field. Um, but you got to check out the video. I think they should have let the guy stay. I'm going to leave it at that. The guy should have, they should have let him stay. The nuts and the, the, the balls to be able to sneak into Fenway. How the fuck does he even get in without getting caught? I've always believed. I used to sneak into the movie theaters when I was a kid. And I used to sneak into Great Woods, which became the Tweeter Center, which became Comcast. I don't even know what the hell they call it now, okay? I used to sneak into that place to go watch concerts. And it's always been my belief that if you snuck in undetected, you should get to stay. And of course you do get to stay because you're undetected. But if they caught you just on the merit, just on the merit that this guy was able to get into Fenway and get up on the damn monster, they should, they snuck in under the fence. Someone says, all right, he snuck in under the fence. So they should have just let the guy stay. Should say, hey, you know what? You got in. You're the only dude in here. Enjoy Red Sox, Yankees. Have a great time. But check out the video. We'll, we'll find out more details on that. Maybe I'll update you guys tomorrow. All right. <clears throat> so here's the part of a program where I want to take the opportunity to talk about a topic that should be talked about, but might not be something that's particularly funny or something that I'm particularly passionate about, but I am actually passionate about it. But I feel like it's my duty. Duty. Kids said duty. <laughs> that's how old I am, bro. Fucking duty, and it makes me laugh. <laughs> it's my... I feel like it's my job... To talk about certain topics and try to explain them to you and try to break them down to people that might not quite grasp it or might not quite understand it. So over the weekend, or maybe it was Friday, uh, a, a Supreme Court justice passed away, Ruth Bader, not Vader, Bader, B-A-D-R, Ginsburg passed away. She was an associate justice. The Supreme Court is made up of nine justices. You have a chief justice, Justice Roberts who was nominated by George Bush. He is the chief justice. And then you have eight associate justice. So nine justices make up the court. That is not set by the Constitution, by the way, so you know. The number of, of judges is set by Congress. At any given time, they could change the number or they could add the number. They've had as few as six. They've had as many as ten. It has been nine since, I, I don't know, 1860-something. Whenever they had passed the last one, they've had nine justices. Now, there have been times where they haven't had all nine present. There have been, like, for example, 2016, someone passed away, and there was a good amount of time where there were only eight justices. So from time to time, it, it, you have less, but the number for now is nine, and it's not something that is set in stone by the Constitution. It is something that Congress decides on. They can make a law, at any, uh, uh, at any time to change the number. At any time they can do it. Now, the next thing uh, that, that we need to talk about this is what I wanted to talk to you guys about is how is a justice picked? How is a justice selected? Obviously, there is a seat available. Currently, 
That leaves eight justices. You have five of those justices were appointed by a Republican president. You have three that were appointed by a Democratic president, having eight total justices, two now, there used to be three, there are two women on the Supreme Court. President Trump has come out and said that he is going to nominate somebody. I'll get into whether or not that's a great idea or not. I'll just say that I think he should. He's going to nominate a woman. He's already said that his nominee will be a woman. Joe Biden has come out. He had to one-up President Trump and say, oh, I'm going to nominate a black woman if elected president. This is not what the conversation is about. We'll get into that. I just want to break it down. The way you become a Supreme Court justice is this. The president of the United States, the person that is the president, whether they have five days left in their presidency or whether they have been president for five days, while they are the president, if a seat is vacant, it is the president's job to nominate. The president nominates somebody for the Supreme Court justice. There is no qualification for the Supreme Court. No age restriction in the Constitution. None. Zero whatsoever. You could be a bum off the street and the president can nominate you. Doesn't mean you will get confirmed. Once the president nominates someone, it goes to the Senate. The Senate in the Constitution, based on that, so the Constitution empowers the president to make a nomination for the Supreme Court, and then appointments per the Constitution are executed by the Senate of the United States. The Senate is the upper chamber made up of 100 senators, and of course, the vice president is the president of the Senate. He is the tiebreaker. So if it were a 50-50 tie, your vice president would break the tie, assuming he was there. He has to be there. Um, and it could be a, a different type of tie. Let's say they had a quorum and it became a tie. You don't have to have all 50. You just have to have a, a majority of Senate there and it breaks out to be a tie. The vice president's the tiebreaker. So the president nominates somebody. Now, the way we do it in most recent times is we have a Senate Judiciary Committee. They're like the first, they're like the scouts, so, so imagine that picking a Supreme Court justice is like picking a... You've just got the first round pick in the NFL fucking draft. And now you've got to go figure out who you want to pick. You've got to figure out who is going to be your franchise quarterback for the next 20 years. Same thing with the justice. They're going to be in there for like 30 years unless something happens. So they're going to dictate policy for a pretty fucking long time and dictate law for a pretty long time. It's a huge deal. Being on the Supreme Court is one of the most powerful positions in this country. Their job to defend the Constitution, and they really decide law. This is why people can, why same-sex marriages exist. It's not written in law anywhere. I mean, some states have it, but on a federal level, the reason that you are able to be married for same sex is because the Supreme Court said it was unconstitutional to keep people from getting married based on their sex. Get you get where I'm going here? This is. It's an important thing that you should know about the process. So let's say the president has nominated somebody. That nominee will go to the Judiciary Committee and the Senate will, these group of men, take it to the next level to whether it goes to an open floor vote. So you sit in front of them, you go through... I mean, they go, listen, they go through all sorts of shit. They're going to have witnesses come in, testimony for you. They're going to have testimony against you. There will be goods. There will be bads. Um, if, if you get through the Judiciary Committee, then it goes for an open floor vote. On the open floor, 
All you need is what they call a simple majority. A simple majority just means you need to have a majority. So if there are all 100 senators there, all you need is 51 votes to confirm. Does that make easy sense? Now, it used to be that you had to have at least 60 votes, which it got switched over back in uh, 2017. Mitch McConnell, who is the, um, you know, the, the head of the, uh, of the Senate, uh, the majority leader, they changed it because there was problems with filibustering. There were problems on both sides. Republicans filibustering shit, Democrats filibustering shit. So they went to an easier route and said, hey, we just need a damn majority to get this crap done so we don't prolong it. So currently, the standard is a simple majority where all you need is 51 out of 100 votes or however many senators are there. As long as there's enough for a quorum, I don't actually know off the top of my head how many senators you have to have there to have a quorum, but I'm guessing you need more than two-thirds of the senators there. Currently, 53 seats are Republican or conservative seats, and let's do the math, 47 are Democratic, okay? So right now, if everybody stayed on party lines, the president could nominate someone, it would easily go through judiciary, and it would go to a vote, and they would be able to select a Supreme Court justice like that. Already two of the uh, 53 senators that are Republican have said that they don't think that there should be some kind of an, uh, a nomination, but I don't want to get into that yet. And it, I just want to get to the fact that if it were a tie, so let's say somehow they break it down to be a tie, and it's 50-50, and if Mike Pence, of course he would be there, he would be the deciding factor. So it's a very simple, simple process, but there is big-time vetting that goes into it. Break it down nice and simple, simple, stupid government for everybody, for me, for all. President nominates a justice. He nominates someone to fill the seat. It goes to the Senate Jud Judiciary Committee. They sign off on it. Then it goes to an open vote on the Senate floor. The Senate just needs a simple majority, which would be 51 out of 100, to, nominate, to, to, to confirm the nomination, and then it's done. Very simple like that. So break it down one more time for you guys, real easy. There are nine justices. There are currently eight because one just passed away. There is a, a, a per the Constitution... It is the president's job to nominate. It's his job, the elected president. Like I said, whether he's there for five days or he has five days left, it is his job to nominate someone. And then it is the Senate's job to fastly and quickly either confirm or deny. They either accept it or they get rid of it. That's all it says in the Constitution. Plain and simple. And then other stuff, you know, how many... Uh, like I said, there are nine justices now, but it's up to Congress to decide whether there's six, whether there's seven, eight, nine, ten. They can they can change that at any time. It's not written in the Constitution. One other thing that you should know is that when you are, are selected and you have been accepted as a Supreme Court justice, it is a lifelong term. What what, they, what it says in the Constitution is that you'll be a justice, I'm paraphrasing, but you'll be a justice as long as you're in good behavior. And so long as you are in good behavior, that has been interpreted that you get to stay there for life and you can be removed only by impeachment. You can be, you, yes, you can be impeached. There's been one um, person that's been impeached, but it got overturned in the Senate so they didn't get bounced out and like three other guys retired instead of getting impeached. So it's a lifelong term. 
And the other thing that is important to know is that their salary cannot go down while they're in office. So let's say your 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 salary can go up, but the reason that it can't go down is so that you can't be politically fucked with. So let's say you know, a big decision's coming up and the Senate didn't want you to vote in a certain way, they can't cut your pay to to threaten you. Your pay stays the way it is no matter what. And that's that's basically it in a nutshell. Now, Supreme Court, I'll get into some opinion on it and th- and then that'll be it. <clears throat> to me, it's it's one of the most important pieces of the, uh, of our government is the Supreme Court. They dictate a lot. They have a shit ton of power. In some aspects, a Supreme Court justice is has more power than the president. And you might say, how is that so? I'll give you an example. The president of the United States could enact a... Uh, let's say right now President Trump went out and he signed an executive order. Now it would become law. Uh, in be- for, uh, the, the executive order would immediately become law. But then it could be challenged... And the Supreme Court could overturn it and say it's unconstitutional. They can decide what is law of the land and what is not law of the land. What is constitutional and what is not constitutional. Therefore, having almost as much power, it's a check and balance, of course, but but having just as much power as the president. The president could come out and say, I'm not for um, gay marriage. The president could say that and he could come out and say, executive order, gay marriages go away. It can't happen because the Supreme Court has already deemed that Barring someone from getting married based on their sex is unconstitutional. It's the law of the land now. Do you, do you get where I'm going here? Do you understand how much how much power they have and how important it is that you that the people that are selected are bipartisan? Normally, I would sit here and I would say, "Man, we need to have you need to have good people, but you need to have people that will defend the Constitution no matter what." Perfect example of that is the Chief Justice. Uh, Justice Roberts is someone that was hated on when he was being nominated by George Bush. He got in as an associate and he got bumped up to be the chief justice. And he is someone that is a conservative, but lately he has been voting against conservative things because he's been voting in favor of the Constitution. And that is an important thing to me, to preserve, to uphold, and to protect the rights of everyone, whether or not I agree or disagree with them, I want people's rights per the Constitution to be protected. Either way, I, I want if I were for or against the Second Amendment, I would want the Second Amendment to be protected. I could, I'm for it, just so you know. I could bitch up and down about it, but ultimately, I want your right to bear arms to be protected. Therefore, I, I, because I want the Constitution to be protected, Therefore, I would want justices that are known for doing the right thing per the Constitution, not per party lines, not per people bitching and moaning. What is right for the people? What is right per the Constitution? And that is a very important thing. Now, going on from that, I'm going to give you my opinion as to whether they should vote or whether they should not vote. I 100% believe that President Donald Trump should put forth a nominee. I think he made a bad move saying that he was going to put forth a woman. I think it's okay. Now, hear me out. Because I think if he, if a woman is the best person for the job, she should get the job. I don't like how 
politicians feel like they have to pigeonhole themselves into saying they're going to select a woman just to make people happy, to make women happy. I feel like that was a move by a shit move by the president and by Joe Biden, because Joe Biden said that he might, that, that he is committed if he wins to selecting an African-American woman. I think that's shit politics. The best person for the job should get it. The most qualified person on your list of people, the president has a list of, of 20 plus that he put out a months ago and they always have it at the ready in case this happens. He put out a list. He needs to pick the best and most qualified people from that list. Not just because they're a woman. Should women be considered? Absolutely. Should African Americans be considered? Absolutely. Everyone should be considered. But the most qualified person should get the nomination. Most qualified. If the most qualified person happens to be a woman, then fucking all the more power to her, 100%, put her forward. I just, it, it burns me. And, uh, and, and President Trump usually doesn't do this shit, but it burns me, it's same with Biden, that they feel the need that they have to pick a woman because if they don't, people will be pissed at them. If I were the president or I was Joe Biden, I would say, hey, just like Bill Belichick, I'm going to take the best available person at that slot. So when my number gets called to pick a draft pick, I'm going to pick the best available. If it, the best available is a woman, fine. If the best available is a man, fine. But I'm not going to kowtow to the world, to, to the United States and to the vote and to the, and, and, and to the people and say, yep, I'm going to pick a woman. It's... It's nothing to do with you ladies at all. I have no problem with that. I have a problem. Now you're being selected because they feel pressured to be selected. Shit, sure as shit, you have the ability. The two, the two ladies that are at the top of the list are, are, are fucking great. They'd be great justices if they get nominated and if they get pushed through. But now it's like a little stain to me. Now I'm like, what the fuck? Mike, you have to come out and you, you have to say, because you're trying to one-up, because that's all he's trying to do. He's trying to say, yep, I'm going to pick a woman because that's what we have to do nowadays. Nowadays, you have to pick a woman no matter what. You can't just pick the best person for the job, and I think that shit's garbage. But anyways, moving on from that, great. President Trump is going to select a woman. I believe it is his duty, as I did back in 2016. I'm not one of these... Uh, 2016 Republicans that said in 2016 that nope, oh my god, the next president should get the pick. We have to wait until after the election. I'm not one of those people. I am one of the people that said, yep, unfortunately, President Obama needs to pick a nominee. He needs to immediately pick someone. The country comes first. Protecting the Constitution comes first. You need to nominate someone and the Senate needs to push it through. Now, I feel the same way. 2020, we have a vacant seat. Our president, our duly elected president is Donald Trump. Donald Trump needs to quickly put his list out and then he quickly needs to pick a woman from, well, that's all women. He needs to put forward a list of his women that he's going to pick. Then he needs to put one out and nominate one. The Senate Judiciary Committee needs to review, hold their hearings, and they need to put it forward to an open vote. Now, I don't care if it takes till after the election, meaning, well, I mean, I want it done before there's a new president, but it typically takes 45 uh, days or so for it to go through Congress, to, to go to the Senate from said and done, but it needs to be done now. And it needs to be, we, there used to be a time in the government where we could separate shit, where we could separate things and not make it about the election to put the country first. 
Congress or the Senate needs to put the country first. The president needs to put the country first. And the country needs another Supreme Court justice and they need it now. So I, this has got nothing to do with, for me, Republicans or for Democrats. Do I like the idea of having a conservative president pick the Supreme Court justice that's going to be sitting on the seat and we'll have, we'll have six conservatives? Sure, I do. But for the country, I like the idea of having all nine justices now as opposed to waiting. I'm for the country and I'm for protecting our Constitution first. I am an American first. I am a Republican. Well, I'm actually enrolled independent, but I, I, I am a, an American first. I support the Constitution first. I support the military first. Then I break off into my party faction. Then I break off into my, my, how I, I'm, I'm, my conservative thoughts or my topic-to-topic opinions. In this instant, we need to put party politics aside and we need to do what's best for the country. And what is best for the country is that we immediately select, nominate a Supreme Court justice. And the Senate needs to do its job, which is what they are elected for. And they need to confirm or not confirm. Now, does it have major implications for, for the election? Of course it does. President Trump, the reason why he, he said he's going to pick a woman, because it makes him look good for the fucking, for the election. I already said it. If, if a woman's the best for the job, she should get it. If a guy is, he should get it. President went with a woman because it looks good for the election. Joe Biden said an African-American woman because it looks good for the election. Now, this is where local elections come into play. And local senators, senators, well, not local senators, but U.S. senators, that their seats are up for grabs. And there's a lot. There's, like, like, there's 25 Republican seats up for grabs. If you are concerned about who is going to be put in if you are concerned that that the president is not going to win and that Joe Biden is going to win, you're going to want to make sure you keep your conservative senator in to make sure that they get the best nominee through, to make sure that they don't allow Joe Biden to put somebody in there that's going to affect the country for the next 30 years. Think about how it affects you on a local level instead of a national level and for the people that you vote for. That's a plain, that's, that's an easy one. Easy fucking peasy. Here in Massachusetts, it doesn't matter. Uh, Democrats are always going to win. We're never going to have a Republican senator. The last one we had was um, Scott Brown. And the only reason Scott Brown became a senator is because uh, Martha Coakley wouldn't shake hands with the fucking common folk at Fenway. Had she just shook hands in the middle of the rain, she would have won. But people were offended. Hope that Hopefully that breaks it down nice and simple for you guys when it, when it comes to how you select a Supreme Court justice. My And then my opinion is... The president needs to select a nominee in the next few days. The Senate Judiciary uh, Committee needs to get their ass on it and and either confirm or not confirm and push it to an open floor vote. And then an open floor vote needs to happen. And the Republicans that are saying uh, there are two that, that are saying that they will not vote, they should vote. It's your duty. You were elected to vote. And so and, and President Trump is the president and per the Constitution, it's his job to put a nominee first. Hopefully that makes sense to everybody. Does everybody get that? I simplify that for you and I just confuse the shit out of you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Spazzing Out America's podcast. I really appreciate it, guys. I'll talk to you later.